welcome to the much anticipated return of the three and d's podcast i know i know we've been tardy but we're back you can't blame us we've been busy matt leg living his best life in thailand we want a thailand recap from you matt uh mari living his absolute best life performing st- on stage after stage and me well you know i'm around too but welcome back everyone <laughs> uh we're happy to be here a lot has happened since we've last recorded we have an nba champion the denver nuggets congratulations beating the miami heat in five and holy crap the nba does not sleep because we've had a a flurry of transactions including some breaking news with uh, now Chris Paul joining Steph Curry in San Fran, the Bay Area. But first, welcome in my big guys. Missed you guys, Mari and Matt. How's everyone doing? Living life, breathing air. Matt's uh, Matt's showing off the broken finger over there in the camera, and I think he's probably got yeah, better stories for me. What a flex! <laughs> yeah, yeah Matt, give us give us okay. a give us a Thailand recap here. Tell us about about the trip. Um, yeah, so, uh, spent a month there, <laughs> Thailand, uh, spent nine days in Chiang Mai, uh, a few days in Pai, which I, I do agree. I should have stayed there longer. You were saying it as it was happening yeah. and I do wish I stayed, I'd stayed there longer. Um, <laughs> and then I headed south, uh, went to Bangkok for a few days. Then I went to Koh Tao, got my diving license there. That's um, then went to Krabi for I think five nights, which was unbelievable. Um, went to Rayleigh Beach, which I think is the nicest beach I've ever been to in my life. It was unbelievable. Um, then went to Kopi P, broke my finger there <laughs> on Monkey Beach, actually, which is really funny. <laughs> Um, so kayaks, um, and then did you go scuba diving or did you just get your license? I went, yeah. So, like, you went, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the first day it's kind of like eerie and just stuff in the pool, and then we went for two different, I think we did six different dives total. Oh, which is just plus the, the elephant camp you were in. I we saw we saw some content of that, yeah, which is awesome. And the like photos that. from the scuba dive looked unbelievable. Like, so, so good. Yeah, so, like, I think we just got lucky with, because um, there's this photographer that was kind of following around the different, like, one instructor, and then whoever was with that instructor. And just, we got lucky with the one, because it was a really good dive, and we saw a shipwreck, which is just unbelievable. So, wow. yeah, I got all those photos, which is great. For all you listeners out there, follow at Matt Leg at Matt underscore Leg on Instagram to see those photos. It's yeah, excellent. Really yeah, great stuff in there. Cool. Yeah, we're really bad at like promoting our own like pages. Not that anyone would probably go I follow. Need some, us, I need but... some Belgian followers. Yeah, <laughs> a little more diversity. Yeah. Well, we we should probably make socials for yeah, this. We, we could make a. <laughs> we could make a. Plug ourselves. An Instagram. I genuinely think we should do that. Yeah. Three and D's. It's been, yeah, we should make a TikTok. We we've recorded TikTok. thirty plus episodes. At we least. still don't have like a Twitter. You know what I mean? Like this is yeah. Like we should bad. we should have all of this. So it's it's so easy. We just then post like probably a clip of this. Yeah, then, yeah. The broken finger. You you guys are hearing <laughs> here first. Put it on YouTube. Get a YouTube channel. 
I think we should. I think I think we should do bigger and better in season two for sure. Season two is where we shine, baby. Sophomore season. Yeah. Well, Matt, great, great to see uh, that you're you're back and safe, and you had a great trip. Um, Sorry that you you and let me tell you guys, he he was in Thailand, but boy oh boy, was this man committed to trying watching NBA basketball while he was over there. Sent us pictures of him trying to find these random streams in Thailand. Um, so he he's he was grinding for you, you the viewer. Yeah, the the ads on yeah, the stream. Games, <laughs> games yeah. start at seven a.m. there, and I I didn't have my laptop, so you're just kind of forced to try on your phone. It was brutal. The grind, the grind is real. Yeah. Well, you're back now. Unfortunately, back. no more basketball, but the draft is tonight. Uh, we'll try and get this up before then. Uh, very excited to talk about that. But before we get there, um, NBA Finals, guys. Um. Any big key takeaways? Denver in five, you know, Miami wins game two, and we start to think, holy crap, are these? Is this eight seed actually going to do it? Um, and then Denver comes into Miami and absolutely puts their uh, their their PP on the table and uh, shows that they are the they were the better team. Um, very impressed with how everyone stepped up. Myself, uh, Jamal Murray was was insane. The series proved that he's. Definitely, a, you know, a top whatever player. Definitely an NBA All Star. <clears throat> Maybe even All NBA next year. We'll see. Championship um, with some awards uh, next year. But uh, what were your guys' takeaways on this on this series overall? Yeah, I was wrong on Jamal Murray. I was wrong. He 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 proved me wrong. It's not just Bubble Murray. <laughs> this is this is him. Um, it's not a surprising outcome. I wanted I think, to hear that so badly. I know, I know. I, I want to lead off with it so we can move on quickly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not a surprising outcome. We all had Denver in short series here. Um, Miami obviously did put up a good fight. Uh, Jimmy was kind of disappointing just in terms of taking the, the game over when he needed to. In that in that clinching game five, he, he had a moment in the fourth quarter. It's like, holy shit, could this actually happen? But... Um, he just needed to do more, and they they relied too much on the role players. But you know, it, it it's tough if you're Miami and you have your your two best players aren't exactly go to scorers, and your go to scorers are your role players. It, it's tough to kind of kudos to them to get that point. Is all I'm saying, and and it's not a surprising outcome. And congratulations to finally NBA champion and Finals MVP Nikola Jokic, who has proven all the haters wrong and has. For basketball nerds everywhere, celebrate the winning of Nikola Jokic. And back in mm-hmm. Serbia with his horses now, where he wanted to be all along. Immediately, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some of the, the funniest, some... funniest content I've ever seen. Yeah, it's <laughs> he's literally one one of one. Um, yeah, I think Miami. I think they they squeezed every ounce of potential out of that current group. I think when it came down to it, Jimmy Butler kind of started to run out of gas, like you mentioned. I think he got injured in the series before, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. some yeah. leg injury. So, you know, I think they did everything they could. There's, they're obviously in, in big trade rumors that we'll talk, we'll hit on as well a little bit later. So we'll see how they can can re uh, reorganize and and get a little more firepower for next year. But Matt, any any uh, takeaways on your end from uh, from the finals? Anything you saw from specific players that you liked, or any games that that were big for you? <clears throat> um, I mean, I think. I guess building off of Mars' point, like Jamal Murray was the Robin to Yoke's Batman that was just unreal. And 
I think you could go so far as to say they're the best duo in basketball right now. Mm. I know there's a few other um, guys that are up there, but they just know how to win. They work perfectly. They they kind of they remind me a lot of like the Sabines in hockey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just like know where the other person's gonna be, and it's really fun to watch. And I'm genuinely so happy for them. Aaron Gordon shadow. played. Wow. Yeah. Throwback. And. Uh, Aaron Gordon played unbelievably. Uh, he played Jimmy really, really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, like matched up really well for him. Like super happy for him as well. Cause remember three years ago, um, prior to him getting traded, he was <laughs> he was uh, living his life in Orlando and didn't seem like anything was going to happen for him in his career. So happy for him. Michael Porter struggled a lot, but he eventually <laughs> came up clutch. Um, down the stretch there so good for him um and then just like yeah like a bunch of guys that are uh the christian a lot brown of heart. like yeah christian brown like bruce brown had a good game too uh kcp lit it up at the end there like it's just a really good team and shout out jeff green finally getting a championship in the league since DeAndre I think, Jordan. Uh, yeah, yeah and DeAndre <laughs> yeah which is crazy i forgot um yeah I want to yeah, shout yeah. out Bruce Brown again, who had an insanely good game five and down to stretch got, I think, yeah. two big offensive rebounds and a steal on Jimmy Butler that were just, and it, it's just exactly what you need out of Bruce Brown. You know, he, he's a, we've said this mm-hmm. for a long time in this pod that he's a winning player and he, that's exactly what you need. Shout out Bruce Brown and Aaron Gordon as well. Just in terms of the timing on cuts, getting guys open just from being a threat on the weak side cut. Awesome. Awesome. We love it. We love that team. So much fun. Yeah. yeah. Bruce, I mean, and I think kudos to that front office. Like they did an awesome job filling in the gaps with that team. They had, they had the staples, they had Jokic, they had Murray, some great drafting from a former, um, from Tim Connolly, uh, who's now in, in Minnesota. But I think what they did since, you know, Tim left and with, with the Bruce Brown acquisition, with the KCP trade, mm-hmm. um, with some moves around the margins, I mean, those, the Aaron Gordon trade, I forget if that was Tim Connolly or the new, the new GM, but um, those were all trades that just were, were they, they went, they knew who they were looking for. They knew who they needed to fit around those two stars and they all fit incredibly per- seamlessly and perfect with Jokic. They're all cutter, great cutters. They're good defenders. Like they're just like perfect. They they can hit threes, you know. So they're they're just perfect players around uh, Jokic. And you know, if you told me that that De- you know before the playoffs started that that Michael Porter Jr. would be absolute dog shit basically the whole playoff um, playoffs, and they would still win the title, I would say you're full of shit, and I would take yeah. any bet that they wouldn't. So the fact that they were able to do this and still not get like there's still some improvement for Porter in the future. They still have a lot of these guys under contract. It seems like Bruce Brown's going to come back. He did decline his his just under eight million dollar player option, but from that parade, it looked like you know they're trying to bring him back. Um, I think he's going to command a lot more than that, obviously. Yeah. But um, just kudos to that organization. Um, the slow build they did it the right way, and uh, you know it, it was great to see Jamal Murray on that stage getting the chance and being able to do his speech uh, in front of the world. Uh, he. Good Canadian kid. He deserved that. From Kitchener, Ontario. Let's go. <laughs> Any Kitchener fans out there? Yeah, anyone from Kitchener? <laughs> let us know. The KW area? Know. Yeah, let us know in the comments. 
but yeah, I, I, I was very happy with it. I think it was also a better series than, than like the final result. Like I think, I mean, yeah, yeah the first two games are really competitive game three. If I'm remembering, I mean, all the games are pretty competitive. Yeah. Um, for the mm-hmm. most part. So um, yeah, just kudos to them. I think one of the better teams we've seen in a few years here. So um, yeah. and they're built for the future. They're, they're built. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They like would them. you guys, would you guys say that they're the favorites for next year? Yeah, wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah. Even we'll with, Phoenix, as we're going to talk about Phoenix, I I, I still think so. Mm-hmm. And Boston mm-hmm. also made some moves which I think they got better today. Um, we'll talk about that as well. But I still take I still take Denver. Also, kind of under the radar it's trades, but Denver has made I'm pretty sure it's two trades where they have traded future picks for more current picks. They made a trade yeah. with OKC. Yeah, where they acquired um. Uh, yeah, a 37th pick in this draft, a 2024 first and a 2024 second. So they're for a 2029 first. They're loading up in kind of for present day. Yeah. And they also made a trade with Indiana where they got the 29th pick in the second round. So late seconds. And then uh, the 32nd pick. So anyway, they're, 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 they're loading up they're on, loading on, up. on I've, I've never draft. seen I've never seen a team trade during the finals. I thought that was really cool. Like they were they were mid finals yeah. and they're like yeah let's let's load up on next year like yeah don't you have other things you got to worry about and also objectively really smart trades by the other teams trading with them yeah, because yeah. you know usually these runs last five six years maybe with Jokic it'll be longer but you know it makes sense to acquire a twenty twenty nine or twenty thirty first from them um, you know betting on the you know the endless cyclicality of winning and losing um, with these teams so. I think good deals all around. Kudos to everyone involved. Um, I'm excited to see what Miami does in the offseason. I don't know if we want to touch on this, but... Well, well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. The NBA does not fucking rest. You cannot spend a single day away from the NBA. Um, Our first blockbuster (laughs) deal of the offseason was Bradley Beal. At long last being let go from his hell in Washington. I want you to outline the details of this deal, Justin. I'm sure you have it in front of you. Yeah, I do. Um, there's also some break, not breaking news, but some more details that have uh, that have rolled in on this deal. So they're actually getting a lot more picks from the Suns yeah, than, we, than we had realized. So um, I, I will try my best to make this as succinct as possible, but it is complicated. So step one of this deal was Washington traded Bradley Beal to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Phoenix Suns traded Landry Shamit. Um, and then originally it was described as multiple second round picks and first round pick swaps, along with Jordan Goodwin and Isaiah Todd, who are more salary fillers. We've just learned that those second rounders and swaps are a total of 10 picks, six oh second rounders and four first round pick swaps. <laughs> That are those are the that's the pick compensation from Phoenix in that deal. So that's they traded. So Phoenix has literally traded. I'm pretty sure everything they could possibly trade from a draft pick compensation at this point. Only uh, to get only any? to get swept by Jokic next only year. Only to get swept by Jokic. Um. So they also sorry. A big part of this was they sent back Chris Paul as well right. as part of this. And now Chris Paul, as of breaking news, as of about an hour ago has been traded to the Warriors or rerouted to the Warriors 
as part of this. Let's go and one by Warriors... one here. Let's go one by one here. This is this is a well, lot. it's going to be the same deal though. Oh, so is it? it's Chris part Paul, of it. It's the same deal. So Chris oh. Paul originally to the Wizards, and now the Wizards are moving him to the Warriors, and the Warriors are including Jordan Poole awesome in this deal, along with a 2030 first round pick and I think a couple seconds in there. So yeah, so so Washington is basically coming out with about 12 second round picks, a first rounder, pick swaps, and Jordan Poole, Landry Shamit, and Landry Shamit out of this deal. So that's the deal. Um CP3 goes to the Warriors and Beal in Phoenix. Discuss. Holy okay. shit. Let's start with Phoenix. I think that I Justin might disagree with me here. I think this is a big L for Phoenix. I I don't think that they're gonna get anything out of this. This is and you know they're gonna prove me wrong. I'm sure. I'm sure Booker, Durant, and Beal is gonna do something. I just think that you you can't compete with just literally just four players right now. Everyone's bragging about their starting lineup. It's it's still Josh Okogi, you know. Like mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh yeah, like Aiden. It's still Josh Kogi and literally nobody else. They, have, they don't have anyone guaranteed for next year. It's gonna be complete minimum, yeah. guys. I have a feeling Aiden is gonna be moved. I think that's gonna be a big one hundred percent. Um, so they're not done, but I, 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 I don't love Bradley Beal. I don't love him, and I, I don't, I don't necessarily love him for the fit either. I think it's a, it's a great big three, and it sounds great, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. For the for the price though, for the price, thumbs up. I mean, six second rounders and four pick swaps—that's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah, but like when you look at it, like like pick swaps aren't the worst thing, especially if you're intending on being a better team. Um, But Matt, so the pick swaps are twenty twenty four, twenty 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 six, twenty twenty eight, and twenty thirty. So those twenty twenty eight, twenty thirty swaps, maybe even twenty twenty six. Those, those could be really good. Those could be yeah, valuable. Phoenix pretty much gave away <laughs> everything that they have. Um, yeah. If you look at it in a vacuum, like, honestly, really not that bad. Like, I think you got be able, honestly, on a pretty good, for a pretty good price. It's just when you think of, you already did the Durant trade before, you have no more picks. So you, you pretty much have nothing now going forward, no future. Um, and then you think like the Bradley Beal contract was looked at as a, a not very good contract. Yeah. Like he's getting like 47, 48, 50, 53 and 57 million, Jesus I Christ. think in the next five years. Like and, if you, if you look no at trade. it. And there's no it's, trade clause. Carries yeah, over. Which, yeah. which it carries yeah. over. Yeah. So yeah. he's, he's now there and he's, he had the two years where he averaged about 30 points per game. So that was great. Um, but he has since gone downhill. I think he's missed, uh, like, especially in the last few years, I think he's missed, um, like, at least a fifth of the games, up to even a quarter. So the durability isn't there. And that's awful when you pair that with the Durant that is now 35, 36. Yeah. And he's been injured quite a bit recently as well. Um, it's just, uh, it's insane. I, I can't, I've never seen like a new owner come in and just pretty much say, fuck it. Like, fuck it. We roll. I don't know. Like, this is big, big Matt Ishmael. 
Big dick it's just here. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Like and I, yeah, I think Aiden's gonna have to be moved for probably at least three three players. Um yeah. I'd say. Um probably a more defensive minded center. Um a point guard because I don't know. Can you really have campaign starting with that group? I, I, I think Devin Booker is going to be their point guard now. I think it's going to be Devin yeah. Booker and Bradley yeah. Beal, and then Aiden's going to the next. You have, a, you have a, slash, a slashing wing and defensive center, maybe. I think Booker guess. can be the primary ball handler. For yeah, for for me, I'm I'm giving this an incomplete so far, uh, especially after that uh, pick compensation just came in here, breaking news. But um. I think yeah, it's going to come down to what what do they get with 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 Aiton? I think he is as good as gone. I don't. I from what I've been reading, I I don't think there's a huge market for him. I could could yeah. this be a, a Clippers team? Could this like I, I'm trying to think of the teams. Next, Next for Mitchell Robinson, Quentin Grimes. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why the Knicks yeah. do that though. I, I Mitchell Robinson was yeah. really good last year defensively. Yeah, no. Grimes, you really like. Um, yeah. I was I playing with the trade machine this morning, trying to make it work, but it's There's nothing. It's hard. He's making thirty million a year. It's Ugh. difficult. And and again, like the Clippers make sense because Steve Ballmer is similar to Matt Ishbia, where he doesn't really give a fuck about contracts as much. And but this new and this we haven't talked about this too, but the new CBA that came out is completely mm-hmm. changing the landscape of the league with the second apron and how punitive it's going to be for future uh, in the future years here. So. Manishbia really is so the Bradley Beal contract with a no trade clause plus the new CBA really just completely tanked all any Bradley Beal uh, value. So from like a buy low perspective, I do like that they were able to acquire Bradley Beal sort of as a buy low. Um, it's only a buy low because it's Manishbia though. Like Manishbia doesn't give a fuck about the money or the the apron or whatever. Um, mm. So I am ex- I, I and I also do think that him and Booker have a lot of overlapping skill sets, like ball dominant, small guard kind of thing. So I, I, I don't necessarily love that overlap. Um, you know, Bill Simmons mentioned this, they're all, you know, probably like, I think he said like anywhere from 36 to like 40% usage guys normally. Well, you mm-hmm. know, it still needs to add up to a hundred, right? So that's not yeah. going to happen. Um, Bradley Beal is going to have to take a step back. probably is the third guy, um, but he doesn't really provide much defensive value. So there is, economies you know i'm an economics guy there is some economy there's some uh some issues with uh economies of scale there it's not the sum of the parts do not uh um you know <laughs> make a hole there so uh we'll see i'm giving it an incomplete because i do think those three with a defensive big and a little bit more depth if they can t- somehow turn eight into something is a really is a legitimate championship level team um but we're gonna have to wait and see yeah. I do think this is, I think I, I need to, unless you guys have more thoughts on the Phoenix side of this, I have to rave about the Washington Wizards. On I think, I think we got to do them last because uh, they did something else as well, right? So let's get to Golden yeah. State. Yeah, okay. Well, that's just, fair. Yeah. One, one more thing with Phoenix is um, it'll just be if Beal, like, emotionally then wants to, like, become a better basketball player does do whatever it takes to win like this is his best situation he's ever had seed and win an nba championship and it'll be how much uh how much that matters um and he's only like 29 or something isn't he yeah like with with him being the best player like he can get it done um with him being the second best player like with 
John Wall, like he wasn't able to get it done. So maybe him as the third option, a, a two, two B option is uh, what what does it for him. So maybe that has more emphasis. Than well, I think that's we're, we're that's what he's been. To. I think that's that what that's what he's been destined to be for his career, the Chris Middleton type, the third guy. And I think that's fine. Like if he if he could just buy into it, as as you said, just he's just got to buy into it. He can't defend like a Chris Middleton. He that third guy you'd like to have some like you just can't but have. He's like, He's like not awful. He's not awful. Like he's, I think not, he's, he's not like a cone. Like he's, I think he's, he's, I'd say he's like average to below average, but like he's not, he's not nothing. Yeah. I just don't know if you can win with Booker and Beal as your primary two def- like defensive guards. Because yeah, KD I mean, is your right now. And also KD No, but they have Josh Kogi. Remember, they have Josh Kogi. Yeah, oh, dog. Yeah, of course. Dog. Um, and then, but like, and then you're putting so much strain on Kevin Durant here as well. Um, got, got a, on the defense, got to resign Langdale, <laughs> Jock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, playoff we'll Jock Langdale. I don't if know if this is a team plus minimums, though. I really don't like what they've done as no, a whole, like the acquiring of both KD and Beal, because I just don't know how you're going to stop anyone. I really don't. Um, yeah. I'm out or I'm get. Out. As of right now, unless there's a huge Aiden trade, I'm I'm out on the Suns, and I think I think yeah, they'll do just better. They'll do uh, Aiden and picks. <laughs> it's it's so strange. It, that's probably uh, I don't know. It, it's probably gonna Aiden happen. Aiden stock. Aiden and stock holding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stock. And that's right. His mortgage company. Yeah, rocket yeah. mortgage well, I look, stock. I'm looking. So the one thing that like could maybe make sense, um, just looking, because. Just looking at bad contracts as well would be like a with Dallas and Phoenix and like maybe Aiden for like Hardaway Bertans and like Javale McGee or something like that. That's awesome. That's great. That's something that I was looking at, but I don't know. I could see yeah. Dallas being involved. Yeah, hundred percent. Like so, that would be that would be the only one that I could see. Dallas, I think, like it, Clippers, like Hardenstein, Norman. Because then, because then you get rid of, then you get rid of Verton, yeah. which is probably the worst contract in the NBA. Like Tim Hardaway, so you get a bit more depth. But Verton's is expiring soon. Is like, he like one one year left or something? I, I think it's another year. I think it's still two more years. Yeah. Okay, two. Yeah. I, I could I, I I now that we think about it more, I think Dallas is absolutely a fit for for Aiton, um, for basically salary filler like bodies. Um, I I see a Clippers path too though. Clippers, they've been talking about shaking up, maybe looking at Paul George being moved. Like they're looking to shake up the roster, and uh, if they if they if they like Aiton, I don't know why you wouldn't do like Hartenstein and Norm Powell for him. Maybe one more body. You don't give up Terrence Mann in that, but I, you know I do think that. They can get bodies for Aiton. I just don't know how good those bodies are going to be. Yeah, that's a better package than the Dallas package. I think Dallas, if you were Phoenix, you'd want to get one of like Reggie Bullock or Josh Green and not Hardaway and Bertans, who kind of don't fill any of the holes really for Phoenix. But it's the contracts that have to Wait, work, right? That's the problem. Wait, you're, all, you're also saying Hardenstein. He's on the Knicks. Do you mean Zubach? Oh crap! Sorry, Zubach. Oh, yeah. Zubach. Yeah, okay. D- different. Yeah, but, but Zubach center. is good. Like Zubach is a great filler. Zubach is I think awesome. Is well. We yeah. love Zubach. There could be a Knicks package too, maybe with Hartenstein. And, and are there any? Are there any players that are not like super high level prospects that, that they would part with? I don't. I'd have to look at their roster again. Obi Toppin. You know, Obi Toppin. Yeah. Maybe Obi Toppin. Yeah. Maybe. Perpetual trade rumor. Obi Toppin. Yeah. 
yeah anyway it'll be very interesting we'll see um, how let's that goes talk about the let's talk about the golden state side of this i'm very um, excited for this i am very excited i for agree this. the idea of chris paul and stephen curry playing together is oh awesome. it, it, it gets my nuts in a twist man i'm i'm going crazy what the, <laughs> <laughs> what i haven't quite um processed yet because this is pretty breaking this is pretty brand new um this morning yeah, 30 minutes ago um Draymond Green, who uh, seemed like he was gonna leave, and I, I, I'm not sure is this a is this a convinced Draymond to stay kind of move, or is this is like what happened? I think it here? is. I think I he think stays. So. Yeah. I think I think they paid a premium to get off Jordan Poole's long term contract in order to be able to re-sign Draymond Green and get back to that pre punch leadership construct where he can he can kind of regain the room now. I think he stays. I think he stays on like a, a three year contract at like the number he declined. He declined to twenty maybe twenty million at least, right? Twenty seven point five million dollar contract. That's a lot still. Or option player option, sorry. Um mm-hmm. I think he signs for three for seventy five. Wait, do they retain yeah. what what's Chris Paul's contract now? Did that did that wave go through? It's, no. So, I, I think it was just leaked, right? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't go yeah. through. So it's the same um, yeah. as old. It's still yeah, thirty million a year for I think three more years. That's a lot so of a money. A couple notes. It's but it's only one year, right? That they're, they're they're they they paid a so I I really like this for Golden State. Couple notes: the deals were in separate transactions, so I lied. It's not a three team deal; it's two transactions. Um, second thing is their twenty thirty pick is top twenty protected. That just came out, so it really the protections are super high on it. That's There's fine, low risk yeah. there on the pick. Um, I think it's a great deal because. Again, you're 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 the second apron issue in Golden State is a, was a problem. You were not going to be able to resign Draymond Green, so now you're getting you're giving away a, a kind of a, a toxic contract in Jordan Poole. You are getting Chris Paul for one year, basically the same number from a salary perspective, but it's only one year. After next year, you can either resign him for something less or you let him go, and then you I think this also enables you to resign Draymond Green. So you're basically getting Draymond Green and Chris Paul, and you're giving up Jordan Poole. And a first, assuming they do re-sign Draymond Green. So yeah, I really like Let's see yeah. as well. Like we have to see if Draymond does resign. Mm-hmm. I think he will. Him and LeBron I think are he will kind of talking there. Like what cap space teams can can would would go for him? Like I don't think anyone's a fit Dallas. for Dallas. Dallas they don't so nice. their money, yeah. Well, they they also have a few players off their books this year as well. Like so all the teams have cap space. Are like rebuilding young teams. Like I don't, I don't think anyone wants well, to take that. Next I was, step. Yeah, I was looking to. I didn't realize how much the Warriors are over cap. <laughs> like their their total cap this year. So the new CBA, I think it's 173 million. Um, is the second apron, and that's when you have all those restrictions that would kick in. They're currently at 247 million. Yeah, and they've been paying like, into the luxury even, tax forever. They're like ridiculously over. Yeah. It's crazy. And so, yeah, with the new CBA, like, I think that's going to kick in a lot. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to change a lot of things for a lot of teams, but I love this for the Warriors. I, I think I'm, it's so, I'm, so, so I'm just great. so fascinated. I, I, I cannot wait to see Chris Paul, Stephen Curry. I, even CP coming off the bench. That's fine. Yeah. So that's you fine. have. Say you have Curry and Clay running around all, and Draymond setting screens, and then CP setting them up. 
Like, yeah. It's either going to be a wide open <laughs> mid range or a wide open small three. ball lineup is going to be ridiculous. You add yeah. Wiggins in there still, I guess. He's the and fifth. then the second coming of Hakeem Olajuwon and fucking Kevon Looney. Yeah. Fucking Kevon Looney. Hey, you close with Chris Paul, Steph Curry, the King at the three, Curry. Wiggins of the four, and Looney at the five. Like, that is a really tough lineup. Um, I still think you like hold up defensively. I'm some worry on the perimeter, but Andrew Wiggins gonna have to put in some work there. Jesus, um, I forgot about Andrew Wiggins and all this. Yeah, he's, I think he's, I think he's gonna have a great season next year. I think the shit that happened in his life this past year was just absolutely really difficult to go through. Um, we also, by the way, the Zion shit. Have you guys been looking at that? Oh Stuff, my god, that's crazy! I think Zion gets traded. In Zion's gonna move too. Yeah. He's not. He's not getting moved. He, there's no way. I um, would, yeah, I was hoping. A great, he's he's a, a raptor, Justin. Welcome to welcome to Toronto, Zion Williamson. <laughs> I would do I it saw, tomorrow. I saw After someone. Zion, I, I saw someone talk about uh I think it was Simmons talk about how Zion and Harden are gonna uh unite in Houston and the entire Houston service industry is just gonna yeah. <laughs> it's just the boom in Houston. <laughs> yeah. Like you know Houston, you know the dude. photo you know when they do like um Wade and LeBron highlights and it's just like <laughs> a different caption that's like <laughs> Zion Harden. One strip club in Houston to see the <laughs> insane I'm yeah. investing, I'm investing. <laughs> that's such a good bit. um but yeah I, I i think back to steph i mean he he moves so well off the ball that i think that this only worked because of steph's ability to do that his cutting his like i think this makes this probably the, the best passer he's ever been with um yeah, yeah i'm trying to think mm-hmm. back Andrew yeah, Bogut. No, so sure. I, do, I do really like the potential of uh Draymond green Oh, right, right. Oh, Draymond, yeah. Well, no, Chris Paul played like, <laughs> overall passer, but um, yeah, I just really like this. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about Draymond coming back. And then you have some optionality with, yeah, I don't know what you do. I guess, I don't know. I'd probably only play two of yeah. Steph, Clay, and Paul if I yeah, in yeah. this in the yeah. yeah. But and anyway, Clay, I'm excited. Does Clay have a player option as well? Like, does he yeah, have to that as well? So he's, he's maybe he opt out. Maybe he like just is a nice guy and opts out though, like for the sake of the team. Man, keep it running that's back. not gonna happen. Yeah, I'd say there's zero percent chance that Clay opts out, and I, I think he's so overvalued at this point that what a shame. But maybe he gets traded. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I'm excited about one Chris Paul. Eventually, I like well, that. I, I like I. I think what I like about the way they set up their future. Is that their their books this year are gonna be fucked? Like it's gonna be fucked. It's just gonna be really expensive, whatever. But Clay and Chris Paul are coming off the books after this year. So hypothetically, they can still, if they have Wiggins, Steph, you know, Draymond, if they re-sign them, like there's ways to keep the party going and not have a crazy ass tax bill. Um, because I think that is definitely a consideration why they did this move as well. So uh, we'll see what the future looks like, but I'm really high on them for this year. I would, I would peg them as the second best team in the West. You would peg assuming them, assuming that they. Oh, I would pick them over Phoenix, assuming that they re-sign Draymond. Yeah, I'd say I, I'd say so too. It's, it's a much more complete team. I think they still do have moves to make. I think Moody and Kaminga could uh, could make some noise around here, and uh, we'll see what yeah, happens. So th- that was the Raptors trade. Potentially, would be like. Um, Thompson, 
Kaminga and Moody for like Siakam and whatever other filler you need. Maybe Otto Porter. Thompson. Oh, Clay. Yeah. Thoughts mm. doesn't. No. Kuminga is the perfect Raptor. But you got Kuminga and and Moody. Kuminga's stock is down, guys. He he hasn't he hasn't shown shit yet. In, if in, there's a team his... that could turn around Jonathan Kuminga, it's the Toronto Raptors. You know what? I'm fucking tired of these Kuminga types. I'm actually tired of it. Watching fucking <laughs> five, six, nine players not be able to shoot the basketball is actually so aggravating to watch. He's a six foot nine um, African, my guy. That it's perfect. It's perfect. Who can't shoot? Who can't who can't fucking shoot or dribble? Like I'm just tired of these guys. Give me someone who can knock it down at 42% and can fucking run a pick and roll. Just give me give me a guy. This is the new big this is the big four. Precious Achua, Scotty Barnes, um, Jonathan Kuminka, and wait for this. Bruno Caboclo. <laughs> Bring him back. Bring him back. Where's, this, Bring where's him that back. guy? Where's that guy? Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see if they if they stick to uh to that vision or if they adapt a little bit because i think i think I it's think been proven it. just... i think there's because freddie's gone now that's that was the one guy who was like not freddie gone is freddie gone yes he declined his option that doesn't mean he's gone i i think that unfortunately there are a lot of teams willing to offer him four for 120 plus which is tough when you're when you're a raptors team looking to maybe <laughs> yeah. trade for the third overall pick or trying to kind of been in talks of a rebuild for a while. Um, my hope, and I kind of, I texted you guys this or messaged <laughs> you guys this uh, a couple of days ago. My hope for the Raptors is this, this is my dream scenario. Let me, okay. let me play it out for you. Make it quick. Pascal, Pascal, <laughs> Pascal Siakam for the number three pick, essentially. Let's make it happen. Let's get Scoot or Brandon Miller on this squad. Eight. Okay. And then we trade OG for the three to four first round picks that are that have been offered. Um, we get him off. Well, we get him off the books. We don't we don't jerk him off. Um, and then we find a sign a, 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 a sign and trade for Fred Van Fleet. Get some more you know picks back. I'll take some bad. You okay? Someone, if you're a team that doesn't have cap space and you want to compete, you're in. You're you'll you'll throw in a first with with an, a salary. So you, you um, think Portland would say yes to that now that they've quote unquote committed to keeping Dame Lillard? I think it really. Hmm. Like I think they're a hundred percent going to be trading with pick. If I really yeah, I because they said that I, we're I not trading. I think you have to. Yeah, I think it's one or the to. other. Right? I think especially especially if so. There's some buzz that Scoot's going to be taking number two now. Um, and I think if that happens, I, I I think that they like Scoot a lot more than Brandon Miller. So they're probably more willing to trade that three pick if Scoot is selected at two. Yeah, that's so, so I think true. there's a lot of moving parts. It's got to um, be one or the other. You can't have both Dame and the three. It just doesn't make No, sense. I think if they pick at three, if, if Scoot's there and they pick Scoot at three, I think I think Damian Lillard is traded this offseason, 100%. Oh, my God. Um, but let's say that Brandon Miller is there. They, they're not as high on him. They're trying to find the the best player to like. They want to compete with with Dame, other than Zion Williamson. And I'll admit Zion's a better package than whatever the Raptors can offer. I don't think there's a better player on the market Pascal. for them to trade for than Pascal. Um, I don't know what else it would. It, I don't know. What, do we have to throw in some seconds or a future first? Like I don't know. No, and that's I'd a fun probably, team too. That's a fun team with Pascal. Jeremy, yeah, Jeremy Grant's there. Um, Simon's Dame Simons. We'll have to get some salary back. I don't know who that fill. Maybe I feel like it, it's going to have to be Simon's. 
I, f- I feel like Simons would have to be in the trade. Is Nurk, Nurk and someone else not enough? Nurk? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> Nurk would be the worst. I don't want to do It's just filler. It's just filler. Because it's Portland, just, I feel like, Portland has Drew I Eubanks. I like Drew Eubanks. I feel like it'd be Simons, like Nasir Little, and like. They don't want to give up Simons. They do not want to give up Simons and the three. Or Nasir Little. I think a series a well, little maybe, more... maybe the Raptors throw in like the fourteen or something, whatever pick they have. Thirteen, yeah, yeah. maybe we have to trade thirteen. And I think Nurkic is a negative value contract, so maybe that plus Pascal plus the thirteen pick is enough to you know let go of Brandon Miller. Um, I still do that if I'm if I'm the Raptors. Yeah, that's not bad. I think that, admittedly, I, and then he's 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 six eight six nine right, so it's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. You can definitely play the four. Yeah, a little small ball five occasionally. I think that makes Portland a good team this year for sure and keeps Dame somewhat happy. Um, but I, I yeah, like I think that I think I will say that's the biggest stretch for me. I think the other two are actually a lot more plausible. Where I think OG, there's rumors he's still commanding, you know, that three to four first round pick territory. Um, I can definitely see Fred wanting to sign with a team that doesn't necessarily have the cap space. Uh, we've done that with Lowry in the past, we've done that with other point guards where we try and make it work with them. So um gary trent also just picked up his option for 18.5 million i think that's a good i think that's a mutually beneficial thing i don't want to sign him to a long-term extension i want to see if he can you know perform this year um maybe he'll get a little more time with uh with fred if fred does leave um so and gary is the type of guy that you will lose a lot of games if he's one of your primary scorers like he's a high volume not super efficient kind of guy um get him out so of i'm down the tank this year if that's the case yeah get him out of toronto yeah so i'm excited to see this is a big night for me guys the draft is in a few hours i'm uh i'm looking forward to it um well let's yeah. talk more pressing matters here is that uh that the third team on these deals did another big trade actually maybe we can talk about the the uh chris paul and whatever fucking moves just happened on the Washington Wizards side. We'll talk about Chris Paul, but the Marcus Smart, Chris Dabbs. Where they're completely just committing to the rebuild a year after Victor Wembanyama is being drafted. But uh, getting rid of every single contract they've ever had. No Bradley Beal. No more Chris Dabbs for Zingas. They get back Jordan Poole. They get back Marcus Smart. And they get back... No, not Marcus Smart, sorry. They get back Tyus Jones. Yeah. And a butt, a buttload of second round picks, <laughs> essentially, is what they get back um, for Chris Stapps and Beal. I like it. I'm in. I love Tyus Jones. I think Tyus Jones on his own team is going to be a lot of fun. I think him and Poole will actually be weirdly dynamic. Uh, we'll see what happens with Kuzma. He's declined his player option. See what happens. But honestly, it's kind of an entertaining team. It's not. It's. I feel like they should be worse. Like I feel like they should. I don't know. Like that's not a bad team. <laughs> Am I crazy for saying that? Well, why why don't we why don't you recap the trade first? Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> you just started talking about it, Justin. You got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the big the big movers. Let's start with the big movers. So Chris Tapps, Porzingis going to Boston. Marcus Smart has going from Boston to Memphis, and Memphis is sending Tyus Jones back to Washington. Um, Boston is actually getting the most the best picks out of that swap. They're getting two firsts um, from, from Memphis in that deal. Um, and, and yeah, the big win for, I guess, for Washington is if they like Tyus Jones, you know, that's the big win. 
Uh, they're getting a couple seconds as well. Um, but that that is essentially the the breakdown. Um, and and yeah, that I mean that plus what they did with Brad Beal, they are definitely set up well. I think that Tyus could be someone you flip. I think Jordan Poole is someone that you could regain some of his value. Um, you know, getting away from some of that Golden State drama and maybe flip to a contender at the deadline as well. Um, but that is essentially that trade. Um, what are your guys' first reactions when you saw it? Um, I I really like the trade for all three teams, if I'm being honest. Win. Yeah, win, win, win. yeah, I think uh, Wizards got the best player in the deal, Tyus <laughs> Jones. <laughs> we love Tyus. Tyus is unbelievable. It's, it's kind of shocking from the perspective, like, I guess we didn't touch on Jaw yet, but Jaw has suspended 25 games. If you're an NBA fan, you probably heard about this by now. Um, and so, with him being out 25 games, you would feel comfortable about that because you have Tyus Jones, and now you throw him in this deal. And who's going to be the point guard for like? I mean, Marcus can do it. Marcus can do it. He can do it. He can do it. Um, I really, really, really like him, him and Jaw next to each other. I love that I pairing. Yeah, um, I think Marcus well. is with Perfect. Bane of the three. I think this team is going to be really good next year if, 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 if they can figure their, their shit out, specifically John Morant. Um, mm-hmm. what were you, yeah, because well, like last year, I know we talked about OG. Like that was the trade. Like it was going to be to the Grizzlies or the Pacers, I guess. But for two or three first round picks. And they got their defensive guy. Like, this is the thing that they've been needing. They lose Dylan Brooks, and they get back Marcus Smart. So, huge upgrade there. Um, and, yeah, their end, end team looks way better. But it's just interesting. I just thought that was an interesting point. I think it's great for the yeah. Grizzlies. On, I think they're going to be a really, really good defensive team. I think they have a lot of flexibility there. Jaron and Marcus? Jaron and Marcus. Like, that's disgusting. On its own. Even Steven Adams from Bigger Bodies. Marcus, I, th- I think, has lost his touch as a perimeter defender. I think he's he's evolving more into this older man defensive game where he could guard bigs. Like, he, he did a really good job on bigs, like Bam Adebayo or even Jimmy Butler, just because uh, it's it's more in the P.J. Tucker type role, the undersized guy who just knows how to fucking grind in the post. I think Memphis still has, like, defensive versatility out in the wings with someone like Bain, with someone like, I guess Brooks isn't there anymore. But... I'm just really excited. I think they, they could defend anybody now. And uh, obviously the offensive firepower is still there if John comes back and he's you know fine and Bane. It's exciting. It's a good team. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I mean, the West is going to be great next year. You, you think about the teams we talked about, Golden State, Denver. Um, but Memphis is going to be right there. Sacramento. Um, Sacramento, absolutely. But yeah, I... I would definitely put them in the same kind of four to five range as I did last year now, but, um, but yeah, no, the West is going to be and the Suns. We didn't, even t- we've grabbed the, the Suns. Uh, so that's four teams right there. Uh, plus the Kings. So Lakers are uh, going to be good. Clippers are going to be good. The Thunder could have a surge with Chet back. It's going to be, I mean, next year is going to be super exciting. I, yeah. I, the East had a moment, but I think the West is definitely still the better better conference um what well speaking of the east so let's let's talk about the the chris steps love the boston, boston side of this 
love this mm-hmm. for Boston. I think they they unload their kind of guard depth that was a problem for them. I think they get to play Derek White a lot more minutes. Brogdon White Smart did not work um, on two spots. They still kept you know the, the Pritchard off the bench kind of thing, and then uh, just more versatility on offense with Chris Stapps. It, yeah. it, I have concerns about health between Chris Stapps and Time Lord, but I, I just think it's a nice fit. And, uh, and Horford at 38. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's just a lot more balance. I, I think that I listened to the, the Simmons, Bill Simmons podcast, obviously, and he's talking about how that team was so predictable with their offense. And like it was either, you know, Tatum and Brown or, or, or Zip, and they weren't kind of showing up on a consistent basis. I do think having a guy like Chris Stepps who can go off on in a specific game or needs to be respected um, at all, all areas of the floor will really help. Uh, that offense be a little like what you mentioned, Mario, a little less predictable and, and more versatile. Um, and from a balance perspective, like they were so guard heavy. Like now that Smart is gone, it, it almost makes more sense to me to realize how guard heavy they were. Like they like Peyton Pritchard, who is a good player, could not get a single fucking minute in that rotation. Um, so now you have you still have Derek White, you still have Brogdon, who that was that's been kind of crazy hearing about his injury stuff we'll see if he can recover for the start of the season but it seems like he's his health is not very good um but but you know i think brown is more of a true two anyway so you put you put white and brown next to each other you got tatum there um go back to that when timeler was starting for them as well like that kind of double quote-unquote double big lineup they were really unstoppable defensively so i think they're going to try and get back to that and be chris steps at the four time lord at the five something like that um and you still have Al, you have Pritchard off the bench, you have Brogdon off the bench. Like it's still a really well balanced team, yeah. in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. so I think this is a big upgrade. And they got two first round picks on top of Chris Stapps yeah. for Marcus Smart. Yeah. Um, I think they they stole high on him as well, who was declining last year. I don't know if he was injured or what, um, but wasn't as effective as years prior. So overall, I think Boston had a really good day. And there's reports that they are not done. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if they're still Jaylen. trying to find a Brogdon spot. <laughs> Jalen for Zion. Dude, Jalen must be so pissed. Jalen for Zion. Um, Holy shit, Who, who says no? Who I don't know. No? I don't know who says <laughs> exactly. no. I, genuinely. Boston says no, right? Zion and KP is such an insane fit. <laughs> wow. Boston, yeah, Boston. goes to Boston he's not in new orleans anymore he he can't party as much yeah figures himself out One dude that's crazy that... franchises in all of sport he figures it out so that girl that was threatening zion with the the release of their Mariah mills or whatever yeah they she, her twitter account her twitter account's now suspended which yeah is really funny and man zion needs to get out of new orleans man he's he's fat as he's fat as hell He's he's getting threatened by these New Orleans um, filmmakers, um, and he just needs to go somewhere else, man. He, <laughs> he needs to go to, to a change. place with bad food. Yeah. What what city is awesome. bad food? OKC. Awesome. Perfect. OKC. I need to be in OKC immediately. OKC with Shay. That'd be kind of fun. That'd be awesome. Be crazy. Uh, um, I like I like it for Boston, Washington. I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, I, I just I, I'm so high on Tyus Jones. Like I feel like this yeah, isn't same. that much of a tanking team. This is awesome. And if Kuz yeah, no, stays... I feel like I feel like they could unintentionally like did they fire their coach too? Did that 
I don't think so. I think they still have okay, it. so like I'm I'm thinking this could be like a team like the Jazz this year. Like they're actually like all decent players that they're getting. Like they're all okay. Yeah. Like a uh, it's, good. Like, it's a mess. Yeah, right like now. They, they got yeah, Scala and Gallinari as well. Gallinari. The trade. Like and, like two pretty good. Like they're they're fun, okay. Yeah. Like yeah. they're seventh seventh eighth man rotation guys. Like I don't know. This it's gonna be an interesting team. Um, and I feel like we chatted about this a little bit already, but then Kuzma's probably next. Like he declined the player option, but they'll probably maybe sign and trade. Yeah, um, what do you think that's gonna what do you think's gonna happen there? I think I, I think Kuzma's young enough where there might be a team with cap space who like he would fit into their plan. So I wouldn't like lock in a sign and trade. I still think it's more likely than like more than fifty percent chance. But Kuzma's only like twenty seven ish, twenty eight maybe. Yeah. So I can definitely see a team with cap space. Also with the new rules, you have to be at 90% of the salary cap before the season starts now. Before yeah. it was it to be there before the season ends. So teams are going to have to find ways. I, I forget which teams have the most cap space, but you know the Houstons Houston. of the world have a bunch. Um, Houston. It's Houston, Indiana, and Detroit are the top three. And Houston, yeah. Houston's first by a lot. Right. So those guys are going to have to find ways to fill that, that spot. That's why I thought... Like there's been no better time, I think, to uh, um, to just take on players with high salary caps for for picks. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens um, there. But um, okay, let's let's wrap up um, here. I think we've talked about all the major transactions. Um, there's a lot going on. Do you the, co- hit- the the coaches turntable the. Even Bob Darko and Toronto. Yeah. It's going on. Has Toronto hired the head coach yet or no? Yeah. Darko. Yeah. The Serbian. Darko. Some Serbian dude. He's Serbian. What? Oh, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's uh he's been coaching since he was sixteen, so thirty plus years. He was uh he was the Memphis lead assistant last year. He loves um, the pick and roll. Loves the pick and roll. I like his attitude towards like how to communicate. like I think his communications um ideologies where it's like it should be really collaborative versus like like father son or like boss and student or boss and whatever like coworker or whatever um it seems like he wants to make it a very collaborative process so i do like that he's he's being he's taking that stance um but we'll see this feels we'll like a messiah how... hire. this feels like a six foot nine athletic good oh, basketball God. sense kind of higher i i really think so i think this is gonna be really good for either scotty barnes or pascal siakam as a lead facilitator i think it'll be a lot of fun shout out toronto okay yeah we'll see um before we go any any trades thing are going down tonight guys the draft it'll we will we we this will go up after the draft so you'll know if we were right or not but um, um damian lillard to the heat at the draft tonight <laughs> i don't know i don't know do, do the Heat trade? Do the does Charlotte or um, Portland trade any either of their picks? Portland more likely. I don't think Charlotte has any business trading. No, Portland I think I, yeah, I think Charlotte needs to keep theirs. Portland, Toronto, I think. Let's make it happen. Yeah, I think I, I, it just makes so much sense. Or Portland, Miami, like with the Dame thing, it'll be Hero, Oladipo, and whatever pick Miami wants to give up. 
Another quick thing. Or, or the Siakam, Simons, Nasir um, Little. I like that. Whatever actually. else needs. It actually works. There's no way they give up Simons in that deal. But I. And then I think Raptors also do their 13 pick or 14 pick, yeah. whatever it is. Raptors would have to give some up to get that, but I think it's doable. Centered around yeah. Siakam and the third. Um, mm. I'm very, very excited for Victor Wembanyama, just in terms of a player oh prospect. I, I think he's going to make oh an immediate God. impact. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And he, he, I'm going to watch more Spurs games than any other non-Raptors team next year, 100%. I yeah. think he's going to be great. I think Spurs could do some some other things too in the offseason, but we can get into that later. You think they're going to Yeah, we'll right do it. I've done a little research on the... I think they might as well. Like, he if he's going to be like whatever like a top five player in the in the league in the next three three four years like say he has as quick a transition as luca did and he's that good that that soon like you're gonna want to make the team competitive you're gonna like why not like you have the cash base to do it at this point yeah um i feel like they're gonna do a few moves and maybe they could be a kuzma destination that's true i like that that could work that's kind of fun keldon kuzma trey jones i think they'd be rushing I think they'd be rushing the process a little bit. I think year one they're gonna they're gonna still be bad, but I think he definitely accelerates your rebuild. That's for sure. I think but similar I think... to Luca, you you know you probably are bad for a year and then you're you're back into contendership. I think um, organizations have learned from think... the Sixers process is that you have to if you have a, as big of a player as this, you have to get a winning culture right away. Otherwise, Ben Simmons happens for sure. Your uh, your your mic your your internet cut out. Say what that line there? again. Oh, uh, your internet yeah. cut out. Okay, I think uh, the NBA and organizations have learned from the Sixers here, and that uh, you have to get a winning culture right away. Otherwise, if especially with a prospect as big as this, otherwise something like Ben Simmons will happen, or the Sixers who haven't won since the process. Um, so it, it's I think it's worth taking a look at the Spurs and seeing if they actually try to at least get into like a play-in kind of spot with Wembenyama right away and make some moves around that. Yeah, he could be that good. And I think the Spurs don't need to rush it, though. I think there's you don't, don't want to rush it. Um, and they already have that culture. Like the Spurs are one of the best organizations in the league. So it's going to be about development and they're going to keep him healthy, keep him safe, not take risks this year, I think, um, and plan for, for after next year. They have some draft picks. They have uh, some prospects. But... Uh, we'll do a so. I think that about wraps it up. Uh, any any last uh, any last thoughts before we get out of here? I cannot wait, and this off season is going to be a lot of fun. I think we should wrap up the season. Um, next episode. I love the NBA. Me too. I love basketball. Um. So next week we'll talk rookies. We'll talk draft results. We'll preview free agency. We'll, we're almost there July 1st, so that's in about a week. Um, again, apologies for the delay all, and thanks for understanding. Um, but we're happy to be back. We'll do some pods uh, for breaking news in the off offseason. Um, and until then, enjoy your week, your weekend, and uh, we will talk to you later. Peace.